Bowie presents I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. And welcome to the game, which is like playing Scrabble without using the letters of the alphabet. <laughs> Two teams, as always. Firstly, for the gentlemen, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. <laughs> and for the ladies, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. <laughs> and we go into our first round, which is the familiar one called Blues. For this round, each team will give the other the topic for a blues, which they must then improvise, accompanied, of course, by Colin Sell at the piano. Now, uh, Tim and Willie, will you give Graham and Barry their subject for a blues piece? The That's Life Blues. Uh, yeah. Woke up this morning <laughs> Felt in the mood for a bit of dancing <laughs> Nice rhyme, nice rhyme I got out of my bed and I hardly put my pants in. <laughs> On my legs, that is. <laughs> Went over to the piano and opened the lid, but when I looked inside, the keyboard reminded me of Esther Ransom. Now you get three is. marks for that. And uh, Tim and Willie, you're going to sing a blues. Now, will Graham and Barry, will you give them the subject, please? The Euro Parliament. European Or Parliament. ancillary subjects. European Parliament. European Parliament blues. European Parliament blues. That's it. That's, a, that's oh, the kiddo. That's, that's the already kiddo. been sung, I think. In that case, it'll be easier for you. <laughs> to the Bee Gees version. I woke up this morning. Do but never quite sure where. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the European Parliament. Am I the only one to care? Oh, I think I am. The only bit of legislation to get through so far is a change in the rules of Jeux Sans Frontier. Oh. It's a knockout. Yes. <laughs> That's eight marks minus five for the French pronunciation, which brings you down to three and level pegging. Now, here's where I introduce a round that's played at the end of the programme to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the estate agent's ball. The nothing, estate agent's ball. Nothing funny about estate agents. <laughs> All right, teams, you've got that? So let's go on to... A round which is called Paranoia. In this one, Team A decides that there is something wrong with Team B. And Team B have to guess what's wrong with themselves by asking questions while Team A reply in a manner appropriate to Team B's affliction. And the aim is to make the members of Team B paranoid and to leave the studio twitching. Except February, which has 29. <laughs> William Tim, you have an affliction unknown to yourselves which you have to find out by questioning Graham and Barry. Willie and Tim are both wearing wigs. <laughs> um, do we both suffer from this affliction? Oh, I don't... I think affliction is affliction, taking uh, it... To, I don't know what I you're think you're being about. a bit paranoid about that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got inferiority complexes. No. 
Why no? Why, why should you? Should you? There's why no reason. You? There's nothing. Why you no, we are inferior. There's no shame. You're ahead of the field. I didn't mean that. <laughs> what did you say? No, nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing. Nothing to be ashamed of. Speaking at all. off the top of my head. Yeah. I didn't mean that. <laughs> speaking out of turn. <laughs> Is one of us balding? No, well, no, not from where I'm sitting, no. I can tell you that. Right. No, Such no, luxuriant, natural-appearing locks. Exactly. <laughs> we do not no, no. have wigs. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, no, we we'd don't. Never have guessed. We'd never have guessed. We go on now to you, Graham and Barry, who have a sad affliction, which you've got to find out about from Tim and Willie. Graham and Barry both have weak bladders. <laughs> right, Graham and Barry, will you start the questioning? Yes, hope all the people at home saw the blackboard. Can you eat it? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, we will try and be quick. Um, it's nothing, no, we're no, it's nothing, nothing to do with this. We're no. impatient. So, sorry, what was that, Barry? We don't have a lot of time, is that? No, 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 no we'll do our best. We're forceful and dominant. <laughs> we go things quickly yeah. to their natural I mean, conclusion. We'll fill in, don't worry, don't worry. I'm sure we can. Um... We're drunk. <laughs> Carry on as normal. Something to do with being fierce and intimidating. Well, it could frighten some people. Or I is there some. <laughs> <laughs> the audience are edging off. <clears throat> is there a medical, a medical connotation in this affliction? You might take it to a doctor. <laughs> but would he, what would he do with it? He'd send it off to the laboratory. <laughs> Is this organic? Yes. Are you glad to be sitting <laughs> several yards away from us? Yes. <laughs> We're trying to help you. We're being as quick as we can. Um, it must be awful for you. Oh, yes. Um, it, it, it's nothing to do with, uh, well, incontinence here, of anything. <laughs> it is your um, shame. But we'll give you the answer in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted this round to be a quickie, actually. Uh, you, 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 you can stop crossing your legs because I think you've got it. <laughs> I think you're near enough, don't I you? I think they're near enough. Well, we have another uh, <laughs> round of those together because that's, that's... It was weak bladders, by the way. Yes. So let's uh, uh, <laughs> go over now to Tim and Willie. Willie and Tim are both new. <laughs> I've just had a flash that 50,000 people have switched their sets off. <laughs> now... Tim and Willie, will you start the questioning, please? Find out what's the matter with you. Has it a sexual connotation? I live in hope. Not, not, not in where we're in your case. No. <laughs> in our opinion, no. <laughs> Is there anything to do with? I never know how to pronounce it. Machismo. <laughs> no. <laughs> you keep your kismo out of this, Sonny. <laughs> Are you in any strange way jealous of it? <laughs> not anymore. No. <laughs> And certainly not we in any strange way. We used to have something, way. but we've lost it. <laughs> not knowing what was there in the first place, I can't speak, really. <laughs> oh, yes, you have lost we something, have lost in a sense. Yes, in a sense, yes, in a sense, yes. sense you have lost it. Will, yes. you better ask a question, or they'll think you're trying to cover something up. <laughs> I see so much I'm... of you on this programme. Is it my, my basic hirsuteness again you're getting at? Perfect, um, uh, well, I won't be getting at it, but... Long um, head. I will shave my armpits. I know. Yes. Yes. Have we lost our, we've lost something. Have we lost our youth? <laughs> I saw you will at this rate. <laughs> it's really, I think it's fair to say it's something more material than that. Yes. We've lost our wallets. <laughs> Among other things, yes. Well, we've if you haven't, our... I don't know where you're keeping them. <laughs> <laughs> 
To put this tastefully, would we be safe serving the drinks in a harem? No. You possibly, yes. (laughs) Apart from that, I mean, in this game. (laughs) Nor would you be safe frying sausages in a nudist colony, but there you go. (laughs) And it doesn't have a sexual connotation. Stay away from electric fans. Is there a measurement involved? A what? A measurement. (laughs) No, they're not going to get it in a million years. So you better tell them what they are. You're nude. No, we're not. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's those x-ray glasses you've got on again. Always the last Just to head off any further argument, let's go quickly on to uh, Graham and Barry for your affliction now, which you've got to discover from Tim and Willie. Meanwhile, the studio audience is being informed, as I hope you at home. Graham and Barry both have a fatal fascination for BBC commissionaires. (laughs) (laughs) Start questioning, please, Graham. Or Barry. Well, what's the matter with us, then? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody else has got it that I know of. (laughs) It's a minority thing, really, is it? It I think so. Yes. Are we... It is. A minority thing. Are we liberal in any way? (laughs) Immensely. (laughs) There's no sexual connotation with this. Oh, yes. Yes. We think so, we think so, we like... It's not just platonic. We don't, we don't know it. Could be the uniforms, but... Look, can you... Look, could you just keep your eyes on here and stop looking at the back of the... I wasn't. <laughs> Look, yeah. Is it something to do with our lovable producer? I'm not sure he's into it entirely. Very <laughs> <laughs> easier for him, he sees more of them. Yes. He sees more of them. Well, more, more than you, them, do you think? Oh, I would say so, day would by you? day, yeah. Mm. 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 Is it something to do with being obsequious? Well, they mingle it in occasionally, but they can turn nasty, can't they? They can. <laughs> I think they're a fine breed of men. Now, stop looking at the back. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the corps of commissioners. <laughs> yes. Oh! Ah, ah, it is. The commissioner's clapping there had misled us. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got there yet. No, we're no, not. We are no, not suffering from commissioners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're certainly not suffering from commissioners. <laughs> we are commissioner's pets. I, I think that's close enough. I think honestly. that's close enough, yes. Yeah. Yes. What, you, you have a fatal... What fa- enormous screed was written on the blackboard? Tell them, Tim. You have a fatal fascination for BBC commissioners. <laughs> ah, who doesn't? <laughs> I do too, and I want to get into the car park. <laughs> <laughs> and having won that round, we go on to the next one. Now, here's one uh, which uh, is, promises to be a firm favourite. And it's called Tug of War. And it's quite simple. It's a simple trial of physical strength. We have a rope... A grubby handkerchief tied to the middle of it. The teams will come out into the middle of the uh, arena here. Willie Rushton and Tim Brooke Taylor. <laughs> will be supported by the audience on the right of the theatre here. And Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. <laughs> Colin Sell will play appropriate music. <laughs> Willie, Rushton, Willie Rushton is the anchor man for his team. Barry Cryer's... They're squabbling over the rope at the moment. Line the handkerchief up, please, to the microphones there. Line the handkerchief up. A little bit to the right. Give way a little bit, Barry, uh, Tim and Willie. Right. Now, that it. Hold it. Hold it. Take the strain. Right. Now. Heave! Oh! Oh, dear! Oh, no! Oh, they're putting a closer! Oh, no! Oh, 
That was won by Timbrook Taylor and Willie Russell. Look at those cows in. We go on to a round called Double Feature. Oh. This round takes at its premise the poverty of the international film industry. For economic reasons, new films will have to be remakes of pairs of old films. I want you to hear the resulting titles, and I shall award points for anything approaching humour. <laughs> Cautiously. Right, Barry, will you start, please? Well, I've just had a whisper... I'm feeling better now. Uh, there's a plan to combine hair and dry rot. New film called Dandruff. <laughs> Tim? Well, the, the makers of Texas Chainsaw Massacre have got together... Uh, yes, they've got together... <laughs> Smooth-talking devil. Would <laughs> <laughs> you like you to start say. again, Tim? The makers of Texas Chainsaw Massacre... <laughs> An animal farm have got together to produce bacon at 30p a pound. <laughs> yeah, it's almost worth waiting for it. Now, Graham. <laughs> Graham? What? Uh, a multimedia triple bill. Uh, <laughs> Any film, stage it. and television. Uh, the, the remaking Von Ryan's Express Evita and uh, Chalk and Cheese... To make von Rivita and cheese. <laughs> right, Willie, see if you can improve on that. Well, there's a very old movie called My Darling Clementine, which they're tying into the Kentucky Fried movie and producing the Clement Fried story. <laughs> well, clearly, Tim and Willie have uh, won that one on uh, acclaim from the audience. Now then, if I can find them, we have tag wrestling now. And tag. Tag, res tag wrestling means that I'm going to give you each a payoff of a story and I shall then start one team off telling the story to fit that particular punchline. And when I feel like I'll press the buzzer and a member from the opposing team will have to take up the story working towards their punchline. I needn't tell you that both punchlines are different. Barry and Graham, your punchline is, quote, this ferret has been doctored, unquote. <laughs> Screamed the chiropodist. <laughs> All right? And Tim and Willie, your punchline is amazing what you find in a toad in the hole. <laughs> Chuckled Disraeli. <laughs> All right. You've had longest to think, Barry and Graham, so if you'll start your story working towards your punchline. The nation mourned the death of Disraeli that year. <laughs> <laughs> as Arnold Tribley and Freddy the foot-shaped ferret <laughs> strode down the road to a chiropodist. Arnold's foot had been causing him some pain and he was taking a corn to be pared. And he couldn't help remarking on the amount of buzzers in the air. That time. <laughs> and the pain was so exquisite, he turned to Freddy and said, how can, I, how can I take my mind off this, this terrible pain? And Freddie said, well, think about something else. Think about what the whole nation is thinking about. Think about, think about for example, Disraeli, because we're all, all mourning about Disraeli. And, and he thought about Disraeli, and he thought about Disraeli at supper time. 
<laughs> and Israeli, who in the evening, would sit down. Was Israeli the one that chewed everything 140,000 times? Gladstone. Gladstone. But it was Gladstone. very close, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> a challenge there from Graham Gard. No, Tim's wrong. Uh, Israeli chewed Gladstone 144 <laughs> times. <laughs> Bonus mark. <laughs> Carry on, Tim. And uh, his special favourite food, of course, was toad in the hole. Now, then he thought, I'm just being morbid thinking about the past and Israeli. I must banish this from my mind forever. Um, must rush down to the chiropodists. <laughs> I've got your first bit now. Got, oh, dear. He's got a foot-shaped ferret. Yeah, with my foot-shaped ferret. It could easily be mistaken the, for a foot. The, the vet is out and uh, the, the ferret can be mistaken for a foot, so the chiropodist is obvious. Johnny to go to. The chiropodist felt... He had to cheer them up in some way, prior to attending to this corn or veruca, which I'd never been able to play. Um, <laughs> not well. Not well. So he said, "You know, all the gossip at the moment he said about Israeli." He said, "I've actually got, I've, I've got a bit of a scoop here. I was actually dealing with his feet at the moment he pipped it. And I heard his last words, rang out from the bed as I dug the knife into his foot." <laughs> God, how I wish I could remember them. <laughs> Now, what's your trouble, Squire? Well, Arnold said, it's the corn on my foot. And the chiropodist didn't like to say anything when he looked down and apparently saw three feet. And <laughs> while he was thinking about it... He suddenly remembered what he'd forgotten earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but discarding it swiftly... He said to the chiropodist, I think still... Oh! <laughs> I hope my master buzzer will go, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention, he said, to the invasion of the buzzer. happens <laughs> at this time of year, regular as clockwork. Buzz, buzz, buzz they go, and we pay them no heed, Tim. no attention. We pay them buzzers. There's a name like Arnold Ridley. What hope Flash. can you get from me, said the chiropodist? Which reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> About Disraeli, who was the name of a small animal that had been brought in earlier. Why did I bring in an animal? Ah, oh, yes, because the ferret, who had uh, an owner called Disraeli. And Disraeli also had a toad. And, wait a minute, I was just not getting a connection that. between Chiropodists and... So there they were in the Chiropodists, all these ephemeral characters, I'm sure you remember them very well, and uh, uh, Arnold presented this uh, foot-shaped ferret to the Chiropodist, who reacted in horror. This ferret has been taught to scream the Chiropodist. <clears throat> yeah, give him Even a Even I agree with that. No, I agree. I'll tell you what we'll do, to be not absolutely too fair. Too good. Uh, we'll, we'll give half a point to Barry for half finishing his story, mumbling it, <laughs> and we'll go uh, pass it on to Willie to see if he has any further comments. Amazing what you find in a toad in a hole, said Disraeli, on his dead <laughs> And it's a draw. And that one's a draw, and we have a game now, a new game called Telegrams. Oh. And quite simply, the teams are asked to send telegrams for unlikely occasions. I think in the interest of order, we'll do this one person at a time. So send your telegram for an unlikely occasion, please. Graham Garden. Uh, I did send one to Yul Brynner after he opened in The King and I, uh, saying, congratulations, it'll be a smash as soon as the wig arrives. <laughs> Tim? Well, speaking of uh, opening nights, in the olden days, chastity belts uh, and the Crusades, <laughs> and nights coming back from the Crusades, I would have sent a telegram saying, best of luck on the opening night. <coughs> <laughs> Please. <clears throat> This is factual. This is a telegram that was sent to Moses. It was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. It arrived a bit late. 
<laughs> said, you left your flippers in the Red Sea, please contact lifeguard. <laughs> and <laughs> I'd like to have sent one to Nelson saying, good luck at Trafalgar, I'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> Well, it's harmless. <coughs> really? uh, I was going to send one of dubious taste to Rod Stewart on his marriage. May all your troubles be enormous, but I'm not going to... <laughs> I was going to send one instead to Joan Collins, which reads, Stop, 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 stop. Any advance on that? Can I also send one to Richard III saying, uh, Sorry, Dick. No can do, would you settle for two donkeys? <laughs> Any more from your side? No. I'd like to oh. send one to the Archduke Ferdinand saying, have good holes in Sarajevo. <laughs> <laughs> Recommend the drives. Abraham Lincoln saying the second half isn't as good as the first. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to send one to Neville Chamberlain before he was going to Munich, saying, all the best, tell him he's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> send, send one to General Custer saying, best of luck at Little Bighorn, it'll be a feather in your cap. <laughs> now then, we go on to the game that uh, everybody knows from their childhood days, Mornington Crescent. And this time, teams, we have to bring in uh, one of the special rules, and that is that anti-clockwise moves are penalised. <laughs> Which has brought Barry to a halt already. Will you start off, Barry? How severely, Humph? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can do a motorway to start this. The M4. Well, you can now. Yeah. Yes. Pudding Lane. Turnham Green. Wish I could. Uh, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> Kensington High Street. Mornington Crescent. Yes. Oh. oh wait a minute. No, wait a minute. But hang about. Hang about. Hang about. Yes. Clockwise. Come well, on. The come line on, for the on. penalties started with the motorway. The, the five penalties yeah. which you incurred for one move anti-clockwise. Which I won't bother to tell you about because you know it. You're the winners of that one. Quite right. Too. I don't think that's right. Actually, after turn them. N four started. Yes. Yeah, but it's clock. All right. Oh. Mm. I expect they let it this out anyway. Deems, this is where we go on now, and I ask you to do your introductions oh, for the arrivals at the estate agent's ball, please. <laughs> Who's going to start? Oh, there's the lovely May sonnet. <laughs> style residences. Their son, Georgian style residence. <laughs> <laughs> I've just written down the hermaphrodite child, George Ann residence. <laughs> <laughs> And closely related, the Irable Residence family and their son, Des Irable Residence. <laughs> oh, here come the Dings family. The what? The Dings family with their uh, black sheep son who is uh, on parole. He's the condemned Bill Dings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'll stay with Mr. and Mrs. Souse and their two kids who are with us. Terry Souse and Muriel, known to us all as Mew Souse. <laughs> Oh, across our Terence house, which I was very fond of. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw in semi-detached now. Well, <laughs> sharing a Fosters with our visitor from Australia, Lou Outback. <laughs> and while in ethnic mood, we could have Chief Sitting Tenant. <laughs> also from abroad, the Onassis family and their bronzed daughter. 
sun-drenched Patty O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. It's Andy half... for the shops. <laughs> <laughs> with at least half a million to spend in Hampstead area, the Zonely Need Apply, with their son A. Rab Zonely Need Apply. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly off a crust touch here, Lord's view of the gasworks and their daughter Gloria's view of the gasworks. <laughs> oh, there's Gus Humpin. <laughs> so he is. <laughs> Might be a trick of the light, but I think it was him. <laughs> I can tell you who he's doing it with. Superbly modernised. <laughs> Over there, Mr and Mrs Twing and their son Wes Twing. Oh, and here comes Sir Alec Douglas Hume, who loses a little in the pronunciation. <laughs> Suspend, if you will, your contempt and welcome <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Stewart and Fittings and their son Vic Stewart and Fittings. Conveyancing? No, no. <laughs> and it's a draw. That's all for this week. We'll see you again next week. Bye. <laughs> Cryer, Graham Garden, Timbrook Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins.